Here's to health. Here's to health. Here's to health. Hello and welcome to CPOP's monthly podcast. We ask people committed to their communities across Oregon what drives and inspires them in their work. Here's to health. Hello, my name is Perry DeJody and I work for the Community Partner Program of the State of Oregon. And my name is Liliana Villanueva, and I also work for the Community Partner Program as a Regional Outreach Coordinator. And we are here today to talk about Perry. Many of you that work with our program know him as a contracts guy. But fun fact, he was the first original rock. (laughs) Fun fact. Fun fact. How many rocks were there? during that time like when you first started it was just two of us it was just uh valerie and i we kind of we uh traveled around the the state training um assisters and um a lot of a lot back then was retrained a lot of insurance agents and i was a uh did eligibility i was an eligibility worker i was an eligibility um, lead worker, and I was an eligibility manager, then I was an eligibility, then I was an operations manager. So you went from like manager for eligibility to the first rock? I went from manager from eligibility to operations manager for, back then it was called the Family Health Insurance Assistance Program, that's called the FIAT program. Mm-hmm. Then I was a, a operations manager for that organization. Then I was, then I went from that to being a Shiba um, trainer. Trainer. So I was a Shiba trainer for for a few years. Then I went from being a Shiba trainer to to coming over here. So I would, I get this question a lot. A lot of community partners, since they don't get to see you, they think the only time they saw you probably is if they went to the CPOP celebration. Yeah, that's the only time I really... I mean, I get out sometimes, but... But it's very rare. Yeah. Well, the way, what really scarred me was at the beginning when I traveled all the time yeah. to do trainings and stuff. And I was like, and I figured, I knew I didn't... I, after traveling and training, I was like, it sounded fun at the beginning. And I was like, nah, this is like, this is not for me. Well, you're I like do. living off of a suitcase. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. it's like living out of a suitcase, having zero... Um, having zero structure to my daily routine and having kids and a family, it just like, it just had, I didn't want anything to do with it. I don't want, I don't want to travel. It's sitting in a car and yeah. You listen to a lot of podcasts, which is, which is hopefully, you know, we're entertaining someone that listens to this. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I love podcasts, but one of the things that I wanted to, to kind of create a picture of, um, who you are. Right, because I think a lot of people have this like image of um, of like an older an older person. guy with a suit on yeah. and doing doing like, like tie metrics and and like... I don't think I've ever seen you in like any type of suit no. in this entire year and a half that I've worked at the state. When I first started for the state, I I used to wear like slacks really and a tuck shirt in every day. Then I came to really finally realize that after about a year, I was like, hmm, uh, am I the only one doing this? This yeah. is not what I want to do. I feel <laughs> so, like Oregon in general just has this like lax, like yeah. relaxed yeah. dress code. But you're also like young too. Like you're not. Uh, no, I'm not that young. You're like young. No, 43 is not young. 40, okay, it's not, it's, I think people will disagree. Yeah, I'll take 43. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm 21. There you go. But you, you also, like, went through a trans, transformation in your own life, 
mm-hmm. right? And like you were able to lose a lot, like weight and like gain muscle, and it's one of your passions. Mm-hmm. So like I think the image that you, you're portrayed in Community Partners is like completely <laughs> like different from who you are as a person. Like you never wear slacks. No. <laughs> Never. You like joggers. I do. I like joggers and sweatpants. (laughs) So when did you start getting... So we talked about how you were the first rock and people... It was just two people in this... How did it start growing into into what it is now? Um, If I'm trying to remember, I think the funding... I think the ACA helped. And I think um, leveraging funds after the... I think after... Healthy Kids started, it became quite apparent that it was necessary to have community partners. I'm trying to think back so many years. Um, our program brought to light, you know, all these different type of populations that are out there that need help. And, um, I, and I think that's where our, we got yeah. more funding. We got more rocks. We got, you know, more people to bring on board to actually reach out to those folks and, you know, listen to what they're saying and try to make changes. And I think that that also plays a lot into the demographics of Oregon, too, because I think, yes, population-wise, you have a lot of people who live in the metro area and even in the Salem, Marion, and Polk, Marion County. But when it comes to, like, eastern Oregon and southern Oregon and central Oregon, you're also dealing with a lot of health disparities that are not the same as if you live in downtown Portland, right? And you can take the free bus to a community partner that can help you. You have communities that only have 300 people and they don't have transportation to the doctor. And so being able to have community partners also in those areas to support the community is so vital. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think what what else leads to that is just the state of Oregon as it is. I mean, um, I'm not quite sure. I'm I'm not up to not to speed on how many navigator programs that are out there. And, you know, is ours the most robust? But the state of Oregon is kind of like we want to help people, and we're we're supporting this with uh, the, with our program. So I'm pretty sure the Midwest yeah. <laughs> don't don't have a lot of navigator programs out yeah. there trying to reach those hard to reach individuals and care yeah. about uh, uh, you know our population, our community as much as Oregonians do, and our legislature does. So, so this is my last question: What do you see um, the future of the of of this program being because I think one of the things about CPOP is that our community partners and ROCKS have really helped bridge the gap between uninsured. So yeah. the future of our program is going to be defined a little bit different. Oh yeah. What do you what do you envision CPOP becoming since you probably you've seen it all like you've seen it from one rock to now like a group to a group of rocks. A group of rocks. and I see it. Navigation. Yeah. You know, navigating and helping people use their health insurance now, you know. I think utilization and health promotion. Yeah. And just understanding the process. Because um, I think a lot of people, when they first enroll into OHP, are like, oh, you get approved. And then you get this huge packet from a CCO. And then you're like, cool. Like, what do I do? Like, how does the CCO give me a doctor? Like, how do I connect to the provider? And then um, one of the things that I thought interesting is that I found out my, one of my youngest sister is, like, has OHP. And, um, like, she didn't, she didn't, my mom didn't even know, like, mm-hmm. all of the services that yeah. the CCO provided. And I'm like, wow, like that. And I'm so integrative and I work with the CCOs and, I, and I'm a rock. And my own family, like, is so disconnected. Yeah. It was just so interesting to me how, like, she just had no idea hmm. of any of this. And I'm like, wow, like, we do need to spend more time also 
on like health navigation mm-hmm. and like how benefits work. Right, right. It's because it's not easy. I mean, I've le- I've looked through my majority of health insurance policies and stuff like that, and you know, it's not easy to navigate copay, you know, out of pocket, all that kind of lingo that it's hard to navigate. You know, health insurances. You know, that's a that's a hard thing to do. You it's know? like overwhelming, and then like if you have to go to a specialist, like you primary have to go, care specialists, yeah. all that kind of stuff. You know, it's hard to it's hard to navigate, and you know, I I forget because I've been in it for so long. I just kind of kind of know, mm-hmm. um, but you know, I can see how some of these individuals not might not know how to use their user insurance. Yeah, which is which is a bizarre thing to think about. Like right. you have health coverage. And you never use it because you never really understood how right. to use it. Right. What else do you want to talk about, Perry, before we just one last? So you, you are, you're, you fast. So just for you, for listeners to know, um, I chose 1 p.m. because Perry is full. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he mean, has eaten. <laughs> yeah. Because you fast from 8 p.m. till 12, right? Yeah, it depends. It depends on how it fits my work, how it fits my life schedule. That's why I like it. You know, if yeah. I want to stop eating at six o'clock at night, I'll just stop eating at six, and I'll fast that from six till twelve. I always stop at twelve. Twelve so, is your. Yep. So if I want to fa- start at five, five the previous day, I'll start at five and just add some more hours onto my fast. So. so you fast, and then you have a wonderful family. You have two kids. Two kids. Well, yeah, two kids and an older son. And an older son. That I adopted. Yeah. Um, and then you have a wonderful wife, and so your dad. You you are coach, so you coach um, people people doing cross CrossFit, country, yep. CrossFit yep. not cross country, CrossFit. Yep. So it's four thirty a.m. Four thirty. You work. You do work before I, you come to I, office. Four thirty. Then I work out in the morning. Then I coach in the morning. Then I come here and work eight uh, eight hours. Then I go back, and, and then I work out again. Then I coach again. And then you go home. Then I rinse, wash, and repeat every day. I feel like that's motivational, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, some people, like, 4.30 is, like, torture to wake yeah. up. Yeah. I enjoy waking up early in the morning, though. Yeah. It's nice. Because yeah. it's, like, it's, like, quiet. It is quiet. I love it. There's nobody's out. It's quiet. Um, it is very peaceful. I've done it for a while, so it's pretty easy for me. Was Just, it hard when you first... It was It was hard when I first started. Well, thank you, Perry. I think it, it, this will give community partners an idea of who you are. You're much more than an email. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> My my, my emails my emails are again it's probably like are pretty straight to the point. There's not a lot. I'll bullet point a lot of things one, two, and three, and I'm just like this is what I need. Do do do. And there's not a lot of fluff. You also use like um, exclamation yeah a lot. So I never know if you're like excited or if this means business. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm going for. <laughs> like the cool. Does Perry need this like right now? Yeah. Gotta get this to him right now. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you so much for taking time. Hopefully people like it. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Have an idea for the podcast? Want to share your story? Reach out to us at community.outreach at state.or.us.